Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, here with a name you know. It's been a few years since we talked to him here. It's the never open weight champion. You can see him in action. New Japan Battle in the Valley, Saturday, November 13th, 7 p.m. Pacific is when doors open. Check it out. Uh, San Jose, California. You can get your tickets uh, at New Japan's official website. We got Switchblade, Jay White. How you doing, man? That's true. I'm not bad. We've spoken before. I don't even remember, to be honest, so much has obviously changed since then. So, yeah. you know, I've got more important and bigger things that have been on my mind since then. So don't take it too personally. It's, yeah. it's been a few years. I got a good story about, about the Blade Runner and, and that move and a, a lot of neat stuff. But, man, like you said, so much has happened since then. I mean, you, you've really – I mean, you were already coming into your own then. Like, people saw the writing on the wall, and now things have exploded, and you, you have – become one of the the key figures in new japan pro wrestling yeah like i think actually i think it's exactly four days um today since i returned back to new japan after being over in the states uh, with roh and that um i saw that somebody i think uh, kieran the uh the regular guy is always doing the on this day stuff i think he shared that so yeah four years to the day since uh walked back into Idion arena in osaka and stood there across from tanahashi but yeah a, lot, a lot's happened since then you know? Made history, won championships, more championships, made more history, and it just keeps going. And now you're facing Tomohiro Ishii. Mm, my good buddy Tom, my good buddy Tommy Tom Tom over in San Jose. Yeah, facing him again, but it'll be the last time. Like I said, it'll be the last time that he can ever challenge for this because when I beat him, he can never challenge for this ever again. And he will never be an issue for me ever again because he's been constantly the thorn in my side 
going back to last year's G1 Hell, probably even before that. But he keeps making things difficult for me. So, like you said, San Jose, November 13, we're just over a week away. Finally, wipe my hands clean of him. So you mentioned you mentioned Ishii, you mentioned the G1. When things, obviously, you know, we couldn't have predicted how the world was going to go last year, but eventually there was a G1. You didn't participate this year. Did you miss doing that this year? No, not at all. <laughs> I had, uh, had more important things over here. I'm on my uh, my US of J tour. Uh, things are a lot better over here. For me, there's more opportunity over here. So, you know, the G1's been going for years and years. We know, we know what we're going to get out of it. Uh, I already won it last year. In the end, I ended up with the briefcase. So what's the point of me going back again this year just to try and do the same thing, whereas there's new territories and new grounds for me to explore, new things for me to do over here in the U.S. So that's why I'm here. You mentioned the U.S. of, of J Tour, and obviously that rolls through uh, Battle in the Valley Saturday, November 13th. It also rolled through Impact Wrestling, and uh, that was kept very quiet. I was there that weekend trying to poke around and figure stuff out. And that was that was very very tight lipped. It was shocking to to a lot of people there. Uh, how, how exactly did that come together? I mean, th- things well, sure how, things sure have changed lately. That's how it's meant to be. That's how things should always be. But the problem is with the internet, and obviously with guys like yourself poking around trying to find things out. That's how it's meant to be. It's meant to be you know tight lipped. People aren't meant to to know where I'm turning up and at what point. And, not a lot of people do. I keep it that way for that reason. Uh, I keep my plans to myself and the few people close to me. Um, but we, uh, like I said, that played out how it played out. I told David Finley he couldn't run and hide at Impact, and, and he couldn't. And then I beat him. I uh, had a little reunion with the Good Brothers very briefly. Said hi to uh, my good friend Kenny and Don. Um, so, hey, maybe we'll have to have another reunion sometime soon. And, see some of those other guys who knows where and, and not to to go on a sour note you did mention roh and how you had done how you had been there we we got some unfortunate news regarding roh releasing uh, all the wrestlers going on a bit of a break in q1 2022 we, we don't really know their future uh, what were your thoughts when you heard that obviously it's, it's a bummer to hear about people being out of work yeah i mean that roh will always hold a special place in in my heart but i don't think roh is done by any means I'm sure at first, everybody's initial reaction when you, you first hear the news is that, oh, they're done. Is, is that the case? But um, I'm sure it'll play out a lot differently, I hope. Um, and so I think everybody just needs to have some patience with it. But also, you know, if on the flip side, for those guys that have just been released, there's opportunities for them now. Once I'm done with Ishii, like I said, I'm going to have a, maybe I'm going to have some sort of an open challenge for this, an open door at New Japan Strong. And so now, those guys, maybe they want to step up and try and take that opportunity. So, uh, you know, the typical saying is one door closes, another opens. And a lot of doors are open right now. We had mentioned Impact. We've mentioned New Japan. We've mentioned USA. One of the guys that you recruited into Bullet Club, Chris Bay. Man, he mm. he seemed like a catalyst of, of kind of rebuilding that Impact-New Japan relationship. They had him come in and do the tournament. It seems like everything went well. And then... You snagged it. Who's who's making a cameo here? I, I saw. Somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting to see if. No, he's turning away. Oh. It's a cat. Yeah, I was waiting for him to come across. He has to be in your business. But yeah, it. Chris Bay. 
Chris Bay has fit in. It's almost like I was right about bringing him into Bullet Club. Huh? It's almost like I was right about his potential, about what he could do for Bullet Club, what he could do for himself and impact. Um, and look how that's working out. Just like a lot of the things that I always say and do, I always tend to be right in the end, don't I? So it's no different with Chris Bay, and he's really making the most of it there. And him and Alpi and Hikuleo look like they're having a lot of fun. Do you have like overall aspirations for making the the U.S. like more of a permanent thing, or do you do you like uh, doing Japan more often? I mean, obviously. The, the things that have happened in the world over the last two years sort of forced New Japan's hand, and I think they've made the best of it. Yeah, the yeah the, the world over the last couple of years, it's, it's not not easy for anybody. Um, but like I said before, when, when one door closes, another opens. And I think with New Japan strong and the stuff we have in the States, we have something here. I know even, even I can see it. I don't personally approve of a lot of the guys there, but what I can see is that their hunger for their hunger to get to the next stage, their hunger to, to make strong or something. I see that. And that's something that I can at least admire in those guys. Uh, the fans that are coming to the shows, they can feel it as well. We just, Philadelphia recently was absolutely electric. I'm sure San Jose will be no different, uh, but we've got something special there. And with guys like myself at the forefront of it, we're going to make that as big as we possibly can. It really seemed like the company was almost forced into a bit of a brand split that they hadn't anticipated. Obviously, they had had anticipated a move into the U.S., but, man, now Strong is one of the most must-watch shows, like, period to me. Like, it is it is such, a, like, an innovative... It, it's, it's innovative, but it's familiar. Like, you know the type of action you're going to see there. Yeah, exactly. So you said it as well. There is something special there, and that's what we all see and feel about it. And whether... Uh... New Japan wanted to, to to grow strong or if their hand was forced, you know, I'm not going to get into that too much, but um, it is what it is now. The situation is what it is now. We're here, I'm here, and we're just going to keep doing what we can with strong. And uh, like you said, people are, people are loving watching it. I know that once we had the fans come back, it made a big difference for a lot of people. Um, so make sure if you can, for anybody, get out to these shows because the atmosphere there, especially after not being able to come to, so to go to any wrestling shows with fans, now you can um, for other companies. And then now New Japan is finally back with fans as well. People need to get out and make the most of it because, yeah, this I can really feel there's something special here with Strong. So uh, we, we talked about New Japan expanding. They've expanded Wrestle Kingdom to three nights, which I think surprised a lot of people. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it's just going on with the pattern with making it even longer each time. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be great either way. Uh, I think it, it may be down to uh, audience and like capacity rules and stuff and, and stuff like that. So maybe it makes sense for them to have it spread out over three nights just to keep people safe. I'm not too sure, to be honest. I'm, I'm not there. So it, it's not really at the forefront of my mind about how many nights they do. They could do 10 nights. Um, but unless I'm involved, to be honest, I don't really care. So when, when I tell my staff that I'm interviewing you, I'm like, hey, guys, if you all have any questions, throw them my way. And I got a, a pretty interesting one. One of, one of our writers said he once said he was inspired by The Miz. Would he ever do Dancing with the Stars? I said I was inspired by The That's Miz. That's what he claims. I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember that either. That's not nothing against The Miz, I'm, and I'm not saying that there's – He's not inspiring, you know. The guy's been, uh, guy's done pretty damn good for himself for a hell of a long time. But 
you know, I don't I don't remember saying that. I'm not sure where he said that, but hey, if we just want to humor him, let's just let's just say that I did say that. What was the second part to the question? He did Dancing with the Stars recently. He was just voted off. Uh, Would you ever consider it? Oh shit, yeah, I'd be better than him as well. I'd be I'd be doing better than Iron Man Shumpert's doing recently. So you know, I'd, yeah, I'd kill that if I'd gone to Dancing with the Stars. And and I mean, Shumpert is he was married to a dancer, wasn't he? Like. Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I've just seen a few clips uh, recently from um, some of his last couple of performances. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's married to a dancer that did like a Kanye video, like a famous one. So uh, yeah, uh, Tiana Taylor. Yeah, that's, yeah. There we go. You got it. Yeah, that's who I, it is. I didn't know that. I just saw that there was um, her name was mentioned when when they were showing the videos and dancing. So yeah, that makes sense now. So uh, over the years, you know, Bullet Club is one of the the longest running stables, successful stables, especially. Every so often, you'll hear people say, "Is it played out? Is it is it reaching its end?" And then all, something always happens, and it's revamped, and it's 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 as hot as ever. When you're a big part of that, and it and you hear those people saying, "Oh, is it played out?" And then constantly you add a new member, and it's hot again. Does that like give you a sense of like I told you so, or a sense of confidence, or is it like white noise at this point? It's white noise. It means nothing to me because. I know, I know uh, that I'm going to make things work. I know what's happening. The people got to remember what side of the fence they're on, the side, what side of the ropes they're on. They're not the ones inside those ropes. You know, I am. So I don't care what other people think. I said it time and time again. Just sit back, just trust me, and just listen to me, and just follow me because I'm always going to do what's best in it. And it's always going to work out, isn't it? As it always has in the past. But people seem to always, I don't know, maybe selectively forget that fact. Um, and they love to question and think, oh, Bullet Club's done this and that. But it doesn't bother me because I I know I know what we can do, I know where we're going, and I know that we're going to just keep climbing, basically. I've always uh, wondered about this, wanted to hear your side of it. During one of your, your U.S. appearances, there was a match that you had, and Josh Barnett and Jim Ross were ringside, and sort of a wild situation <laughs> unfolded, and... I've never really known, like, truly what what went down there. Josh Barnett ran into the ring, chased after you, and then things, well, it didn't seem like they went back to normal, but uh, we heard of some friction there. Did you ever talk to Josh after that? And and what exactly went down there? Uh, whether we spoke or not afterwards, that's, you know, that's just between, that's between me and sure. him and the people that were there. But you want to know what happened there, just watch it again. That's the thing is there really is nothing. There's nothing more to it. You want to know what happened? Just watch it again. That what happened is exactly what happened, if that makes sense. So um, I did an interview about three and a half years ago with Adam Hangman Page. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's funny how times have changed. He said at the time, Jay White had the opportunity to join Bullet Club much like I did at one point in my career. I think you can see how that's turned out for me. It's been the best move of my career. I really think it would have been the best move for Jay's career, but he decided not to, and I understand that. Well, obviously things changed, and you did join Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. would, you, would you echo his sentiments? Has it been the best thing for your career? Or would you say completely separate of that, you have, have built sort of your own empire? 
I think it's in, in recent times, me joining Bullet Club was the best thing for Bullet Club's career. Uh, for myself, yeah, it helps. Bullet Club is Bullet Club. It has a lot of eyes on it. It's had a lot of guys that have come through um, that have obviously put in the work to get fans to look at Bullet Club at the way that they do. Uh, however, I have no doubt that whether it was with Bullet Club or not, I was going to be what I am. You know, I, Like he mentioned, I turned it down. I'm assuming when he says I turned turned down Kenny. And then look how that worked out. I beat Kenny a couple of weeks later um, to everybody's surprise at the time. So I think that that example right there of me turning it down and then just making quick work of Kenny very much shows that whether it's with Bullet Club or not, I was going to be what I am which is just a multiple-time champion, the Grand Slam champion. Uh, collecting all those accolades, and really it feels like a short period of time. Oh, it is. That is, especially in wrestling. I've been doing, the, doing it uh, that long compared to a lot of people, but um, the, the time that it's taken me to get to the heights that I've gotten to, nobody else can compete. Is that like a, is that a personal goal, like check every single accolade off the list, or is it when they come, I'll collect them? Uh, I would, I would probably side more the first way he said it. It's take them off the list, but I think that's a, that's not just specific to me. That would be how, well, that should be how every wrestler feels. That's what they should want. They shouldn't just want to go out there to have some fucking idiots on the internet, tell them that their matches worth this many stars, which is the most boils my blood that that's what wrestlers go out there to do these days. The majority of them too. Not everybody, but the majority of them just go out there to try and impress people that write shit on the internet or they go out there just to try and they don't care if they win or not. They don't care if they end up with these or not. They don't care if they make history or not. They just want to go out and impress the fans and they want the fans to write on Twitter that that was a good match. I do not care. I would rather the fans fucking hate my matches but so long as i end up with these so long as i end up with the win so long as i end up being the one writing history time and time and time again that's all that matters to me so the first grand slam champion do you have tag accolades like in mind too like is there a part of you that goes yeah i want to win those tag belts i want to win like trios belt i want to win like everything you know what okay that that part suits more the sick your uh the second part of the last question where as that stuff pops up, okay. sure. Am I set out to do that right now? No, I've got my hands full, obviously, but that is the type of thing that when those things do pop up, how, yeah, you make, you take those opportunities as they come, you try and make the most of them. Um, will I actively try and chase those down right now? I'm not sure. Even if I was sure, would I tell you? Probably not. So maybe I am planning on doing that. Maybe I'm not really, you have no idea. Hell, I could be bullshitting you this whole damn interview. That's the thing That's that true. you and everybody else has to remember is I have no right to tell you the complete truth. I have no right to tell you what I'm thinking. I have, there's, there's nothing that says I have to answer these questions truthfully. Just just remember that. But I am. I promise. I promise I am. That's why we headline with Jay White says instead of a f assuming it's a factual statement. So There you go. Then you're doing better than most. One of my favorite moves in wrestling is sharp sensations. Is that Gary Goodridge inspired from from the UFC days? If that's the clip of the guy, there's yes. I don't know the guy's name, but if it's the MMA clip, then yeah, yeah. Yes, the the he yes. did the downward elbows and just obliterated the guy's skull. Yep. Do yeah, that is that, that's where I got that idea from. 
Do you look at other other media, other like things like boxing, uh, MMA for for inspiration in the ring? Like, it, it feels like everybody that's in wrestling is has to be creative in some way because you're, you're talking, you're, you're you're thinking of new ways to hurt another human being. Are you constantly pulling ideas or or thinking of things like that when you're checking out other media? I'm at least paying attention to it and looking. I'm not saying that I always get stuff from it because sometimes I'll see something and then I'll think about it and think, you know what, maybe that wouldn't work best for me. You know, a lot of a lot of what works best for me is more up in here. It's not so much the physical side or doing, you know, the damages stuff. It's more of for me a big part of it is the mental side and then having the right game plan when it comes to that match. Um so yeah, I'm always looking, but whether I, whether I actually didn't use out of my game plan it doesn't always work out that way there's a lot of other guys i know a lot of people in wrestling they do look to mma and other stuff for inspiration everybody's just doing the same thing these days everybody's trying to learn how to throw kicks and all these fancy mma strikes and combos but to me it's just bullshit because everybody's doing it so everybody's going to have it scouted and also you don't stand out in the end you had mentioned i think it was a couple of years ago in our interview that the Blade Runner sort of inspired by Alex Shelley. We see him doing a lot more stuff on the independent circuit. He's you all have wrestled some of the same opponents lately, like Daniel Garcia. Is that a guy that you could see popping up in New Japan, New Japan Strong, and locking it up with? Because he he's been there before, but it's been like three or four years since we've seen you two in the ring together. Well, yeah, like I said, once I get done with my good buddy Tom, we're uh, gonna open the door up to an open challenge for this. So, hey, if Alex Shelley is about, and if he wants to walk through that door, I'll be open to it. There's a lot of talk about walking through doors. And I know you, you get asked it all the time. AEW's integration, New Japan popping up over there, vice versa, all the time. Uh, there, there had been reports that AEW had been interested in you a few years ago, but you had a very long-term deal with New Japan. Is, is that true? No, I, I don't know where I shouldn't even answer this because I should just I should have humor it. But uh, there was I've never been a, I was never or have never been approached in regards to AEW, especially uh -oh. especially when I was starting. I, I don't know where that rumor came from. It's just like everything else to do with wrestling or to do with myself that in regards to wrestling, people just like to push shit out there as if as if it's truth, and everybody just eats it up. But no, I was never. I was never approached in regards to AEW whatsoever. I don't know where that came from. I'll, I'll read the report because I'd rather rather just get the answer from you. It said, and this was not my report, just so you know. Hmm. Earlier this year, it was reported that WWE were making a strong play for New Japan's Jay White and had many people supporting him within WWE. This was after you had, you had quit New Japan earlier this year. And then hmm. it said... Uh, as AEW was starting up in late 2018, early 2019, they contacted White to sign with them. Uh, at the time, White told AEW he had a seven-year contract. It's unknown whether this was true or was or if White was under his original deal. Oh, it just like hurts my brain. The only part of that where there was any truth is the very first part we were talking about the start of this year in another certain company. Mm -hmm. Anything after that, none of that is true. It's completely false. 
And you can say that, yeah, people, I'm sure they're probably going to respond and say, oh, he's just saying that because he just said he's not always going to tell you the truth. But <laughs> um, I'm doing you a favor and telling the truth there. The, that, well, with them approaching me and then some contract link that I was on. Seven years, yeah. Both, both, both things 100% false. Because a lot of people operated on that assumption. They thought that you you were under New Japan contract they until Of course they do, Sean. They just believe everything that they see and hear on the internet. I could come on here and I could have said something ridiculous and everybody's just going to believe it because the, it was on the internet. Somebody said it on the internet. People always just going to believe it. They don't actually think, oh, maybe this is bullshit because most of the time it is. And if they realize it's bullshit, well, then they can't live in their little fantasy world then, can they? Interesting. And this is fascinating. I'm glad I'm getting it from you at least. I'm glad that, that yeah, we're asking for you. You know, I don't mind this. This is the, I don't like to do interviews too much, but sure. I don't mind getting this out there every now and then. Just like to clear up some of the bullshit and bring all these fans' worlds crashing down. They think all this stuff is happening when it's not. Do you, do you want to tell me when your contract is up? Uh, no, but uh, here we go. How about I just I'll just be at AEW on the next show. There you go. You can start telling everybody that. <laughs> That's the one I always get. That's the one I'm surprised you haven't actually asked me. I was so props to you, but I always get, oh, when are you going to be here? You think I'm just going to, I am, uh, this, this, this Wednesday, I'm going to be there. Just, just watch, promise. Well, you're going to be at Battle of the Valley. I can confirm that Saturday, November 13th. Exactly. I will be there. As we wrap up, uh, there's a segment I like to do sometimes, um, I, I know that you, you mentioned some of the negativity on the internet. I want to, I want some positivity. There are those YouTube videos where people shoot hard on each other and they bury other people. I like to get people to shoot softly and say nice things about some of their contemporaries. And I think that'd be an interesting exercise to attempt with you. You want me to just say nice things about people? Sure. Like uh, I'll mention a name and maybe, maybe you'll say something nice about them. Maybe. Let's start with your, your, your bullet club brother, Hikaleo. Uh huh. Beautiful hair. It is. Isn't Beautiful, it? luscious, curly, full locks. How about Chris Saban? Really healthy knees. Oh man. Really healthy knees. Jonathan Gresham, you've been in the ring with him before. Yeah, I have. I've, uh, you know, opposite him and, and together. Uh, something nice about Gresham. He's following a hell of a fucking training program over the last, I don't know, however long, year, two years. That qualifies. That. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Your opponent at uh, Battle in the Valley, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh he gives he gives hope to those with stunted growth that they can maybe one day be something. Uh, Rocky Romero, he seems to have his his hand in every cookie jar right now. He, tell you what, that guy, he he somehow discovered the fountain of youth. Everybody knows somehow Rocky Romero has been around and resting for I swear like fifty years at this point. You, everybody has has either crossed paths with him, whether they're retired now or not but he still just seems to float around but uh, yeah i don't know rocky romero i don't know found the founding youth somehow a couple more uh carl fredericks 
uh, it's got a cool jacket, I guess. You got a nice red and white jacket. I'm sure I must have inspired his little color scheme. Um, so I guess if he was inspired by me, then I guess he has good taste in role model. And the last one, Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson. Both of them. It can be an individual nice thing. It doesn't oh, yeah, have to be a collective. You know uh, David, nice thing about David is that he always uh, he doesn't mind coming back. He doesn't mind coming back and, and uh, just letting me slap him around again. He's always he's always happy. When I want to remind people how much better I am than him and how I always have been since we were young boys, he's always happy to indulge me and come back so I can just remind everybody one more time. And uh, Juice, something nice about Juice. He has pretty good hair, too, sometimes. I don't even know what his hair looks like right now, to be honest. I think it changes it so often. Uh, nice thing about Juice is that he just he keeps he keeps David off my hands. You know, I'm sure David would try to face me a lot more if he could, but uh, I guess Juice does a good job of just telling him, hey, buddy, maybe don't go mess with Jay because he's just going to beat you again, so... Um, I guess the nice thing about Juice is that he just stops David from trying to hassle me too much. New Japan, Battle in the Valley, Saturday, November 13th. Jay White defends the Never Openweight Championship against Tomohiro Ishii. Can't wait. Successfully. Last time, guys. Tell them properly, Sean. This is going to be the last time that TomTom can ever challenge for the never open weight championship ever again. So uh, it's going to be a monumental event after all the battles that he's had for this, all the times that he tries to get this and then he loses it and he tries to get it again. This will be the last time that he can ever challenge for this. A championship that was heavily sort of built because of him. I mean, because... exactly. And that's why I want to make sure that if he wants to come and challenge, that's the thing. He doesn't have a right to challenge me for this. Last time we faced each other, I beat him. And he just thinks he can just pop up and he just gets a shot at it and he just won't leave me alone so i indulged him but in return last time that he can ever challenge for this and you're right it was kind of built around that's why it's gonna be so much sweeter that i will be the one that'll make him never be able to challenge for it ever again a five-time champion is tomohiro ishii but he hasn't held that title in a couple of years He, he badly wants it back battle in the valley jay white i want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me no, you're very welcome. Until next time, guys, we're out. I don't have any next time, but all right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.